In this episode, I talk about my experiment with launching a product in a ridiculously saturated market. Hello and welcome to the Private Labeler Show, where we are dedicated to helping you take your Amazon business to the next level. Now, here is your host, Nick Landowski. Hey, hey, everybody, what's happening? Welcome to episode number 85 of the Private Labeler Show. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. You guys are all amazing. Don't forget it. And hopefully you're taking lots of massive action in your businesses lately and reaping the rewards. Yes, indeed. Uh, Business has been very good for me lately. So again, hopefully it's been very good for you as well. Um, Guys, in just a second, I'm going to jump into the topic at hand, and that is kind of my mad scientist lab experiment of launching a product in a stupid, stupid competitive uh, category or uh, area or niche on Amazon, whatever you want to call it. So I'm going to break that down in just a second and kind of what I learned from it. Uh, but very, very briefly, um, I've had some of you guys reach out and ask or inquire about content for uh, expanding into different markets besides Amazon.com US. So we're talking about like Amazon Europe um, and other areas. So actually, I plan on doing a podcast about that. But what actually came along my way um, is some training that's going to be coming up in the next few weeks. I can't remember the exact dates, but um, I'm going to share with you guys shortly, probably in the next podcast, I'm going to share with you guys a link to get registered for a bunch of free training to uh, learn about selling in Amazon Europe, okay? And uh, probably also send an email out for that as well and share the, kind of some of the links in our Facebook group for the podcast. So don't worry, I'll definitely communicate that to you guys. So I won't be doing a podcast on it. I'm actually just going to be talking about how you guys can get some really awesome uh, training for this subject. So hopefully help you guys out if you want to start selling in Amazon Europe. And again, it is completely free, which free is always really good. And it's not crappy free training. It's actually going to be really, really high quality uh, training, and uh, hopefully you guys are going to get a lot of value out of that. So stay tuned. That's going to be coming up, like I said, uh, very shortly. I'll get you guys the information on how to register for that. So yeah, all right. So let's just dive right into it, guys. Um, I wanted to share something with you guys for a while now, and uh, I'll try to keep this as short as possible on my experiment, kind of what I did. But I want to share what, briefly what I did, but more importantly, like what I learned by doing this. And um, a while back, like I'd say maybe like a few months ago, I uh, had kind of an idea to do some sort of like a, an experiment, really, I guess you could call it. And as you guys know, I like to do a lot of weird different things, little uh, trial and error type of stuff on Amazon or private labeling or whatever. And um, I decided for one reason or another, I decided a couple months ago that I was going to test and see if I could sell a product that's in a ridiculously competitive landscape on Amazon.com. Like if I could sell a product on there and have success, but more importantly, giving myself additional challenges, uh, such as not even modifying the product whatsoever and not doing anything crazy outside of the box with marketing, not using deep pockets to buy my way to the top or anything like that. We're talking about, could I just compete and make money with this product with good old fashioned 
uh, listing optimization techniques and things like that. And uh, would that really work? Or is it kind of at the state of Amazon where you just need deep pockets to sell in competitive landscapes? Because that's often what we hear, uh, you know, stay away from the competition, stay away from the saturated markets. And in general, that's kind of good advice. But, um, you know, unless you're going to buy your way to the top or have some sort of crazy marketing campaign to push your product to the top and all that good stuff. But I thought, you know, why not throw a challenge out there to myself as a side experiment to, uh, you know, kind of uh, just put listing optimization to the test and and see what would happen. So here's kind of the breakdown of what happened. Um, I found a product that uh, a couple months ago that I noticed there were just pages upon pages upon pages selling the specific product. And it wasn't even like the product was just sort of different than each other. Like literally it was everybody was selling the exact same product. Okay. Identical product. So we've all seen that before. And um, everything was screaming to the average person like, yeah, don't try to sell this because uh, that would be stupid. It'd be suicide. You just waste your money or whatever. But you know me, I, I like to try weird things. So I went to Alibaba. Of course, I found that product very easily. Um, and uh, I, I wanted to see if I could sell that product and make money with it. And again, um, not doing anything crazy over the top. And uh, as you guys know, I like to preach like doing some modifications to the product if possible to try to stand out, to try to improve the product. So in this case, again, I decided to just sell literally the exact same product as everybody else. Um, and that's what I noticed. Nobody was even trying to improve this product. It was all like out the gate. It's pretty solid product, but again, like, nobody was trying to improve it. Um, it was just literally everybody selling the exact same thing. Dozens upon dozens of sellers, no joke. Um, some of these sellers had up to 5,000 reviews on this, on this particular type of product. And, uh, you know, a lot of sellers had maybe hundreds of reviews and things like that. So it looked like the swamp, if you will, like, holy cow, this is nuts. This is the Amazon jungle. Uh, only an insane person would even think, you know, to try to, uh, private label this and sell this in 2017. Cause some of these listings were very mature, a couple of years old at least, um, but again, I just thought, let's do this. So what I actually did, and I'll just kind of cut right to the chase. I ended up um, going to Alibaba, buying a thousand units of this particular product. Again, not modifying anything, not changing anything. The only thing I did different was the following. I put it, or I, 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 I had the product made in a different color than everybody else. Cause I saw an opportunity there like, Hey, nobody's doing this particular color. Again, keeping the exact product the same. And then I just made sure I had really professional packaging, uh, really high-end packaging, which I did order the um, products of all the top sellers from Amazon, had that delivered, and then took a look at like uh, their packaging and noticed, okay, their packaging was a little subpar. So I thought, okay, I can improve that. And uh, I'll do a different color than everybody else is doing that nobody thought of doing, which was weird. And uh, again, every product that he ordered from the competition Sure enough, it's literally the exact same product, right? So pretty much everything I preach against, uh, I was just going to do just to see what would happen. And I uh, ordered 1,000 units, put them up on Amazon. I, I won't go through all the, the nitty-gritty of everything, but I did pretty much the exact same stuff I would do with any other product. So I wasn't coming into this with the mindset of like, oh, I'm just going to bully my way to the top and spend $10,000 on uh, giveaways and all this external marketing and crazy stuff. Like I just was going to do what everybody else would do or what I would do in all my other products. And um, I wanted to see if having this unique color as a differentiator, but having a better listing than everybody else would matter. Okay. Like if I could slowly fight my way to the top, 
So I did do like a basic giveaway to my list. Um, I ran a viral launch campaign. So I gave away like a hundred units there for like two or three dollars or whatever it was. I can't remember. So nothing major, like nothing out of the ordinary to the point where, you know, I'm like spending a lot of money on this. And uh, I got to be honest, like without going through all the weeks and weeks of, of different things, like I did a lot of tweaking to the listing. So from the listing that I started with, with my images and my bullets and my title and all that went through a lot of transformations. Okay. And that was going to be my big edge because what I noticed is that although there were literally, as I mentioned, dozens of other sellers selling the same identical product, what they kind of ended up doing was this. They saw the top maybe four or five sellers, again, that had thousands of reviews, and they just almost copied and pasted their entire listing in terms of the same exact bullet points, the same wording, the same exact stuff more often than not, maybe changing a few words around. That's what I noticed about everybody's listing. They're all copying each other, which is very common, okay? So they also copied virtually kind of the same images, the same order. I mean, it was just like clone city. So I thought that's how I'll beat them. That's how I'll do something different. So I had, in my opinion, better images or have better images. Um, I constantly reworked my title, constantly reworked my bullets. Um, And over time, over weeks, if not like a month or two into this, I went through a lot of transformations on this. And as my products started to get reviews, uh, I would notice my conversion rates kind of going up. And as I did more tweaks, conversion rates kept going higher and higher and higher. Um, But it got to a point where um, the the, the real negative, the real kind of horrible part of everything was unfortunately pay-per-click to run it on this particular product is God awful. Um, The clicks would do cost between at least two and $3 per click on average, which uh, for many weeks of having this product launch, I was just hemorrhaging big dollars because I turned on pay-per-click full blast. I thought I, I need as much juice on this product as possible. And um, each day, no matter how many units I was selling, I was always coming up in the negative day after day after day, which I guess is kind of normal in certain respects. Like you kind of have to expect that. But when you're going a few months into this and like you're not really making any money from it whatsoever and you're just hemorrhaging cash, you're still selling units. I mean, it's, but again, you're losing it from the pay-per-click. It's, it gets a little annoying. So um, I, I thought that was, uh, you know, the real negative point. It actually led me to a point of um, kind of wanting to wave the white flag on this product. So I ordered a thousand units. Forget how many I was at when I turned, I actually ended up turning off pay-per-click, but I had maybe like a few hundred units left. And I thought, you know what, this just isn't going to go anywhere. This is a stupid experiment. I'd wasted my time. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't know why I did this. Should have invested into a different product or whatever it was. And I, I was just going to let the, the clock run out on this product. I was like, all right, if I'm not making money with it by now, I'm just going to give up on it, kind of. Uh, so I turned off pay-per-click after wasting a lot of money with it. And in my mind, I, what I thought was going to happen is I thought the product was going to go down to like selling only a few units a day and then kind of die out. And then I would just have like this little bit of stock left at FBA and eventually it would kind of like, you know, eventually sell through. And I thought about liquidating it and all this stuff. And I was just really ready to give up. Um, but what happened was um, I stopped pay-per-click and the product kept selling. In fact, it started to build. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. Like what, like I, that's the total opposite of what I thought. So the product was selling even more all of a sudden when I turned off pay-per-click, which didn't make any sense to me. So at this point, I'm not spending a dime on pay-per-click and the product just kept building and building and building a, you know, a few more units each and every day or whatever it might be. And you know, at this point, that's all profit. So whatever I'm making, like it's not much, but it's starting to build. And I'm like, okay, that's better than negative. 
And uh, what I what I kept doing then, since I wasn't spending the money on pay-per-click and I didn't have to manage it or anything like that, the pay-per-click, I thought, okay, let's really just dive into more listing optimization. Like I really, really went at it in terms of like making the best possible listing I could, even beyond what I was doing before. So I really took a hard look at the way the images were laid out, the way the title was written, the way that the bullets were written, and and uh, just, just kind of went to town on it even more so. And then what I found after, because I've been paying a lot of attention to things like my conversion rate, um, you know, I, I found that my conversion rate after all these little tweaks was slowly starting to kind of build each and every day. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of a good sign. I'm still selling units. I'm still making money, although not much. Um, this is really a good sign. And then here's what kind of happened. Um, after the product hit maybe 40 to 50 reviews, then that's when all the magic started to happen. That's when it really started to to take off, okay? Now, keep in mind, a lot of the competition um, had, at this point, up to like four or 5,000 reviews, like just ridiculous, like off-the-chart stuff. So again, I wasn't selling a different product. It was just the same product, but a different color. And I thought, clearly, at this point, my listing was better. It read a lot better. Uh, it was very compelling copy, I thought. The images, I thought, were better. Um, but yeah, that, that was really the only differences there. So you know, as I'm following along with the conversion rates and I hit a tipping point with these reviews, things really started to take off. So I was like, wow, super excited. So now I'm down to almost next to nothing in terms of stock on this. And at, at you know a few weeks prior, I was ready to run out the clock and just give up on it, okay? And I'm glad that I didn't because things really started to take off. And then it led me to going, okay, uh, I'm going to place another big order for this then because this is going to be, I think this is really going to work out, even though it's a really new listing. I don't have that many reviews compared to everybody else. Um, and it really just showed me that, okay, I'm onto something here with listing optimization, with just having really high conversion rates. So what happened is the, the next thing that I did was I took a look at, again, I have high conversion rates. I, I think it was like uh, on an average day, I'll get you know between 20 and 30%, if not more some days, um, just on an average as far as like a conversion rate. But again, I'm not selling that many units each and every day that I would like. So what that told me was I needed to look at a few things. I needed to look at my main image, okay? Because as customers are scanning through, they're seeing my main image, which looks virtually identical to all of the other sellers. Like we all have the same kind of angle on the shot. Um, you know, it's a good main image, but again, it just blends in with like 900 other sellers' main images that we're all kind of copying each other from. So the only thing that's different about mine is the color that is slightly unique, as mentioned. Um, so what I decided to do is this, realizing that, when people are actually landing on my listing, it's converting. It's converting really well for this product, which is great. So all that work paid off. But the only thing I needed to do different then was to drive more people to click on my listing. And by doing that, I just had to simply make a few small tweaks to my main image. Okay. And I've talked about this in the past, uh, you know, probably many months ago, but looking at your main image and making sure that if it's blending in with everybody else's, you got to try to stand out a little bit, you know, making a little tweak to it, make it catch people's eyes somehow, some way. Okay. So I kind of did that. I just, I messed around with the main image, the look of it a little bit. And I thought, okay, that's cool. Now it's going to catch more people's eyes. So then I just evaluate and watch and I'm like, okay, great. I'm getting more clicks now. I'm getting more impressions, more views, more people looking at it and it's converting. It's a converting listing. And, um, you know, at this point, the thing is really starting to take off, but unfortunately I'm almost out of stock on this product and it's going to be a while before I actually get new inventory, of course. So what that does tell me though, that the listing converts, once I get the new stock back in, um, you know, hopefully it starts selling again. If not, I'm just going to have to put it through a kind of another blast or a launch or whatever. Okay. 
So I went through a lot of ups and downs on this. There's a lot of stuff I kind of left out, but that was kind of the gist of things. So we always talk on Amazon about, oh, avoiding competitive marketplaces, avoiding uh, competitive niches, products, whatever. Um, And yes, for some reasons, that is good. Like if you're not willing to differentiate the product, uh, you definitely going to have to do something else a little bit different. And I came at this from a point of like, I wasn't going to outspend anybody. I wasn't going to try to, you know, spend thousands of dollars on all these external marketing or driving influencer marketing. None of that. Like I know a lot of sellers will do that and that's fine. That's if that works for them. But I kind of just proved it to myself that it is not a hundred percent necessary. Like if your listing is awesome enough, it's going to convert enough times over and it's a slow build. Okay. Um, this was going on for the span of a few months, really. And a lot of optimization, a lot of checking. Uh, I talked a lot in the past about split testing, uh, you know, looking at that as far as seeing like what changes you make, how it has an effect on things. But really to me, like the tipping point was just having um, a decent amount enough of reviews. And that's when I noticed things kind of really took off. So here are kind of my, my learnings from this. So as I mentioned, listing optimization really matters. And what I found again from the marketplace was that everybody was copying each other's listings almost word for word, almost to the point where you notice it, you just laugh, okay? So they're all selling the same product with the same listing or whatever, and uh, everybody's just kind of competing for the scraps or whatever because you have a handful of top sellers with like 5,000 reviews. They're getting all the love and all the sales, so you obviously have to do something. So my, uh, my advice is, even when you're first starting out, don't copy other people's listings word for word. That's just a horrible thing to do, okay? Um, you can use it for ideas. You can use it just, you know, to gain some insight on like what you should be saying in your listing, but, um, really you want to differentiate. So to me, that was a huge, huge, uh, benefit for me that, you know, I just looked at what everybody else is doing and I kind of did the opposite. You know, I, I wrote, uh, the listing over time it wasn't perfect from day one, but I just kept crafting it, and remolding it. Okay. So, uh, rearranging bullet points, titles, things like that and uh, really making a compelling copy so that somebody would be super excited to buy my product, okay? Using all the right words and things like that. So bottom line is don't copy other sellers' listings word for word. It's just a horrible, uh, horrible thing to do. And then, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the main images, you know, that truly matters really a lot. So if you're, again, you got the same type of main image as everybody else, you got to figure out how you can make it a little bit more unique so that it catches more eyeballs, right? As customers scan quickly through products, Okay. So also too, and I've mentioned this before, like your images should point out benefits. So if you have, um, you know, the benefits of a product is, you know, easy to use or easy to clean or whatever, showcase that in an image, showcase the customer cleaning the product or uh, using it easily or whatever. However you do that, it's going to be a little bit different for each product. Be creative. Again, don't just follow the leader. Don't look at what the top sellers are doing and go, okay, I'm going to copy that exactly. Try to improve upon that. Okay. Um, and then just make sure you always know where your conversion rates are at and never stop trying to improve those conversion rates. All these little tweaks to your listing on all over the place, like some of them might just be small little tweaks that increase conversion rates slightly. But if you do enough of them over time, it's going to have a snowball effect and really build. Okay. And if you're just not good with this type of stuff, then just hire somebody. Okay. Hopefully uh, you hire a professional or somebody that's really good with this stuff to at least get you on the right page. So that way your listing converts and can compete with other sellers and things like that. So uh, hopefully that makes sense. Here's kind of uh, another thing that I learned is don't give up on the product so quickly. So I almost waved the white flag on this product about like three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. 
Um, I was ready just to give up and move on and, and not care about it. Cause to me, it was just like a side project. It was just like a, ah, let's just see what happens. Let's throw a thousand units out there of this. And it is what it is. Um, and I almost gave up on it, like I said, and, and I'm glad that I didn't. I'm glad that I just kept looking at what I could improve, uh, studying the analytics of, you know, the impressions and conversions and testing different things and all that stuff mattered. Cause again, I wasn't, um, I wasn't like driving big dollars to like get this to the front of the line really or anything. I did one viral launch and that was early on. So to me, um, this, this, the advice is just give things time. So if you have a product that you launched a while ago and you're like, why isn't this thing selling? And it's only got a handful of reviews or like 30, 40 reviews. Uh, eventually I think for each product, there's going to be a tipping point for, uh, the amount of reviews that you do get before it really starts to take off. Now, a ton of reviews isn't, you know, is not a hundred percent necessary all the time, but I noticed with this product, yeah, once it hit about 50 reviews, that's when there was a tipping point to me and I noticed it very clearly. And then my guess is maybe once it hits a hundred or more or whatever, uh, it'll help improve sales even more and really start to, uh, catapult to the next level so that I can eventually start competing with some of those top sellers for this product. Okay. Um, also too is, you know, it is possible to compete with, uh, with those mature products out there. So don't just go all oh, like all the top products have all these thousands of reviews. You just have to look and see like, what are the small things that you could do slightly different? And would that matter? Um, you know, in my case, it was just, Hey, let's do a different color. Let's have better packaging. Um, and let's just have a better listing. So that's all it really took. But again, obviously I do preach, you know, customization of a product, but I'm just kind of proving that it's not hundred percent necessary to do that, to still compete. Okay. But if um, you're just doing what everybody else is doing, it's just going to be kind of a slow grind to that top. So just be patient as you push forward, okay? And uh, as I mentioned, having deep pockets isn't 100% necessary, okay? Having deep pockets can really just get you to want where do you want to go a lot faster, okay? So if I came into this with the mentality of, yeah, I got $10,000 for marketing and giveaways and I'm just going to bully my way to the top. Now, that doesn't guarantee my success because if I have a crap listing or a crap product, then ultimately that's going to be the death of me. But if I do have a great listing and it's optimized and it is a pretty damn good product, um, I can get to where I want to go a lot faster if uh, I propel myself with deep pockets, but it's not necessary. So some of you guys listening to this, you don't have the deep pockets just yet. You don't have the money to invest, you know, like some of the top sellers do with all, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in inventory and stuff like that. So don't necessarily feel like you can't compete with them. Um, overall, you just have to do things a little bit slower. Really, that's what it comes down to. Deep pockets get you to where you want to go faster. End of story. Um, and then ultimately, as I always say, when I talk about things like using Jungle Scout and whatever, demand is everything, okay? So all this is possible for me for this type of product, even though it is extremely saturated, I mean, beyond extremely saturated, um, it is possible because there's so much demand, okay? There's so much demand for this type of product. Um, Amazon is continually growing. More and more people are coming into the fold of Amazon as far as customers, right? Their brand is getting bigger. Their their pot is getting bigger. So demand is everything, meaning if there's enough demand for the product and you're just willing to grab a piece of that pie, even though it might not be that huge, it still might be uh, good for you, good enough for you to make some profit from the product and be very happy with it, okay? So demand is everything. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Use your tool like a Jungle Scout or whatever it is that you're using just to quickly check demand. So I wouldn't have jumped into this product specifically had I not known or had I known that there just wasn't that much demand for it. So 
I, I just know that through the research and through checking the numbers that um, the demand is absolutely massive and it was okay enough for me to jump in to grab my piece of that small pie. And again, I'm going to exploit that as I go into the future with this product to try to gain more of that pie as I um, go forward with that. Okay, so demand is everything, period, end of story. So that about does it, guys. I just wanted to share that with you. Just, you know, uh, a basic story there of a little experiment I wanted to try. And uh, again, just don't give up. I mean, I was ready to wave that white flag. I just kept pushing forward. And I'm really excited to see what the future holds for this particular product as I get new inventory, hopefully soon. So that way I can see what else I can do with this. And uh, obviously have Dan and day out profit as I grow uh, going into the rest of this year into the next year. So if you guys got any questions on this, uh, fire away. And uh, you can reach out in the Facebook group at privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB. So uh, yeah, happy selling. Talk to you later.